This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, there we go. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to this evening's Mallard Report. Before we begin, i got to remind you the views and opinions of this program are those of the hosting guests and do not represent any sponsors, affiliates, or anybody else. Hey, I want to thank everybody that I've been working at all afternoon. But I found somebody. Now, I'm not sure how thrilled he is to be here, but I'm thrilled to have him back on the program. Uh, I want to welcome John Mallard, the other duck, back to the program after way too long. How are you doing? <laughs> how are you doing there, now, now, why wouldn't I be too thrilled? I mean, I was only on the toilet when you messaged me. And I was like, wow. And I had 5% battery on my phone. And my internet wasn't working. But you know what? There's one thing I'm going to do for you, Jim, is I'm going to come through in a pinch. So, so, so there you go. Here I am. <laughs> so so what is, what's new? What, how is Newfoundland these days? I mean, honestly, I don't, Newfoundland I don't know. Is, uh, I don't Newfoundland know if I've heard is, anything, which means it's probably pretty good. Yeah. Newfoundland, uh, you know, we're very fortunate. Um, they say no man is an island, but I live on one. So here I am up in eastern Canada. This COVID thing hit here months ago. We very quickly closed our borders, and here we are now. We're weeks in. we got no cases now. Everything's going okay. And uh, we're actually going on to uh, threat level two, which means that a lot of things are going to be open up across the province. Uh, this is great news for everyone who lives in Newfoundland who's been cooped up in their houses, <laughs> just like everybody else. Um, you know, in Canada, it's a little bit different. Um, there are fines and stuff like that if you're not inside in a lot of places. And also, in Newfoundland in general, it was because we are an island, it's pretty much the reason why this thing got uh, got cut off at the leg, so to speak, and uh, ended really, really fast. Jim, you wouldn't believe this. Like, there was literally two people who came back from vacation and went to a funeral, and then there was, like, over 200 cases that spurned just from that one funeral. So, you know, I know that a lot of people are just fed up with having to have their lives put on hold, basically, and everything closed down, but, uh, you know, take it from somebody who's on the other side of this thing now at the moment, you know, it's uh, it does pay off in the end. And, uh, you know, we, we've really done a really great job here in Newfoundland to flatten that curb. Because we're such a small population, there's only 500,000 people here, I mean, there's a great chance that we'll be COVID-free, hopefully for the remainder of this thing, until there's a vaccine. That being said, there's only so long the economy is going to be shut down and keep our borders closed. Um, our premier the other day said that he's decided, hey, we're going to open up our borders to the other Atlantic provinces, so Nova Scotia, PEI, New Brunswick, um, you know, to kind of have like our own little uh, eastern Atlantic bubble, so to speak, which makes sense. I mean, it is the Maritimes, and... You know, a lot of tourists like coming up here this time of year. There's a lot of whales and stuff. So, I don't know, man. I'm kind of nervous about it all. But uh, mostly nervous for my dad, though. You know, he's, you know, so the story goes, I mean, <laughs> 11 years fighting chemo, still on chemo, still fighting. Uh, dad was in remission for over a year and just tech started back on the drugs again, actually, there a few weeks ago. So, I'm very nervous for Dad because his his chemotherapy already means his immune system's down, right? So as soon as this COVID thing happened, it was like, oh, my God, poor Dad. Plus, where he also had Hodgkin's before, it's like he can't have oxygen. That type of chemo really does your lungs in. So so there you go. There's my state. Uh, <laughs> wife is doing great. She's recently started a new hobby where she's creating these lifelike dolls called Reborn Doll, so she has her own little thing now called Reborns on the Rock. The Rock is, of course, the affectionate nickname in Newfoundland. And uh, she makes creepy-ass dolls, Jim. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, think I, I think you shared one this afternoon, was sometime, I've seen one, and I went, well, I, I was just, you know, minding my business, so I have other things in my mind, right? And I'm just scrolling Facebook, and I went... Whoa, wait, a, I had to go back, and you know, and then you have to search for five minutes once you go past something to find it again. And I yeah. it's like, because normally babies don't show up in my newsfeed. I don't know why. No, like, you know, no, God, no, no, God, no. And 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 the thing is, like, for me, I love anything weird and odd, ha ha ha. But the idea is that, that 
little girls and, and other people, they love these things. They're lifelike dolls. So, so there you go. She's created this amazing new hobby. I'm super proud of her. Uh, anyway, so there you go, the creepy doll. I, I hopefully we'll get one that's haunted soon and be able to sell to all, all our old uh, paranormal friends, right? <laughs> I, I was going to say, I don't know if, I mean, you can't sell haunted stuff on eBay anymore, but, I mean, if it's coming from you, I guess we just have to assume, right? I'd say the economy gets any worse, we're going to lift the tariffs, the ghost tariffs here in Canada. <laughs> eBay.ca, you can buy your own Alan Bell. What would be the Canadian version of Annabelle, I wonder? <laughs> hmm. Good question. Some, there you go. There, somebody out there listening, I've got to, you know, most of my listeners, my live listeners are Canadian for some reason. I don't quite get that. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, that has to do with your time of, uh, time of night you put your show out. There's a lot of people who like time, It's the same time of night in America, though, son. <laughs> yeah, well, no, not, not exactly, though. I mean, right now, what time is it your way? Uh, nine, little after 9 p.m. Eastern on a Tuesday. So right now it's uh, 10.43 we're on to. So, you know, we're getting the late-night people here in eastern Canada anyway. Now, on the other side of the, of, of the coin, it might be different, but I'd say that's probably why you're getting more Canadian listeners. Also, the Canadians are... Uh, I think I think I read something there not too long ago. Actually, I think it was about how Canada's like listening to really good podcasts like ours. So, so there you go. <laughs> hey, I, I, I believe Canada's listening to smarter things than people are. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just my bias. I just see it. I see it in front of me. I don't know. Prove me wrong, America. No, I guess right with the guy at the desk. Get to <laughs> prove me wrong. <laughs> Jim, as a fellow podcaster, I'll say this to you. The fact that not as many people are doing their morning commutes is definitely affecting the number of people who are downloading podcasts. That's so fair. if you're listening to this podcast right now, thank you so much for taking the chance. If it's your first time for listening to Jim, an old friend of mine, and his old buddy John, who are going to talk about all kinds of weird stuff, I'm sure, very soon. <laughs> weird stuff, uh, paranormal stuff, podcasting stuff, uh, Canada stuff. Mm. All, all Canada. across the board. We're gonna run. We're gonna run the um, the topics here. Okay, so I guess my I guess I've got another Newfoundland question before we kind of get out of that because I don't think we'll get back there if I don't get to this now. Um, <laughs> Might have to wait another year or two before I come back on, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is relevant now. Um, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you've seen about the great uh, toilet paper shortage in America. Now you already live yep. on an island, so that's right. How, how did how did that all work for you guys? <laughs> so here's the most amazing thing about Newfoundland. Are you ready? We're always in a shortage of everything. So when we go and get things, there's almost always two or three months supply of stuff somewhere in a warehouse. So Costco here has a massive warehouse inside us, massive warehouse. It's a warehouse inside a warehouse where they have massive amounts of toilet paper and stuff like that right, ready to go. But the reality of it is I don't think that was a Newfoundland thing. There wasn't really a, a toilet paper shortage here to begin with. Um, what we had a shortage of was masks and uh, hand sanitizer. That was the thing here that people went crazy with, and uh, it does not surprise me in the least because I just think, you know, the population is 500,000. Believe it or not, that's not a lot of people like the, the supply really with boats. There's a couple of boats a week. You might not think that, but it is true. Whereas in America, there's more people living on one street. <laughs> It's like, yeah, we can only get uh, 10 boats over here. I uh, guess we're all going to have to use both sides of the toilet paper. Uh, how do we how we swing this? Um, but I digress. No, we, we got away with the toilet paper shortage. And, uh, you know, the hand sanitizer thing is only now starting to get caught up. So another Canadian best question from Jimmertown Runner, who appreciates you being here. Um, uh, appreciate you too, man. <laughs> What do you think about the NHL resuming uh, playing hockey in June and July? I mean, July and August, excuse me, so I'll see where it is. Well, I have mixed emotions, mainly because I'm a Detroit Red Wings fan, so it doesn't matter to me anyway. <laughs> the only thing the Wings are going to be doing is playing golf, you know, you know, six feet apart from their caddies. But uh, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, I, I think that I think we are putting young people at risk. By doing that, I think a lot of these guys are getting paid millions and millions of dollars to perform, but nobody signed up to have their life at risk. And, uh, you know, believe it, like, there's just no way around it. You can't play hockey and be six feet apart. You, you just can't do it. So here's the reality of it. 
you know, all sports are going to resume with, you know, no fans watching basically that, but we're still putting those players at risk. So, I don't know, man. I got mixed emotions about it. I think I'm happy to know that it's going to happen, though. Um, you know, people people love their entertainment. People love their sport. I'm, I'm happy for everyone. But the reality of it is, I just, man, like, this is a global pandemic, guys. Like, do we really have to do, like, is it totally necessary is the question, right? And, uh, you know, it just kind of harkens back to, God, like even even reading a lot of history books about the war and stuff like that, like the propaganda and how movies still went on and stuff like that, even though people probably shouldn't have been doing it <laughs> because it put yeah. them at risk. Yeah, it's right? say, so yeah, it's amazing what you you think about what's going on, and then all the layers on top of what's going on. That's right. So, like, yes, I'm glad there's hockey, but like, I'm worried about those young players, man. I'm worried about these guys who are who are going to be at risk. There's no way there isn't. And even if they are, are tested constantly, because we know this thing passes uh, from person to person, and we also know that it passes in liquid. So think about it. Hockey is played on what? It's played on ice. Well, hopefully. Which means it's a li- Hopefully it's played on ice. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a street hockey, then, you know, maybe Montreal Canadiens have a chance of winning this year. But that's beside the point. <laughs> my, my, thing, my thing is, though, if this is in a hockey rink, you're you're going to see. Well, first off, there's already more moisture in the air because it's literally a hot spring. That's step one. Step two, you got guys who are out on the ice, caravan and skating and, and pushing snow. Like this also melts and also takes to the air. Second, you got guys who are sweating and breathing heavy. Like there's no way to do this without putting those players at risk. The only way this is going to work is if everyone is quarantined in the same building and none of them have COVID. It's not going to happen. I think I read a story the other day, actually, that there's some players on some team that got it. So, you know, I don't know, man. It's such a mixed feeling about it all. I just, it always comes back down to the one thing that, you know, always racks in the back of my mind. Is this really necessary? And uh, so the fan of me is happy, but the the person is kind of worried about the, the people. And you know, Jim, I am an avid professional wrestling fan. I know there's that there's an even more niche topic these days than anything. But ever since this COVID thing hit, I've said the same thing. Oh my God, why is this still on TV? Like they have so much content they can just replay every week. Why are they doing this? And it comes down to money. These people are contracted to do this. They have to provide some sort of entertainment. And not only that, it's not even the league. We're talking about all the stations that carry these shows, like. Hockey isn't just a sport; it's a show. Like this, this whole thing is built around advertising dollars. It's built around just an entire infrastructure there that has shut down because of this COVID thing. So they know they want to have a Stanley Cup playoff because guess what? It's going to draw insane ratings from people who probably haven't watched hockey, who are starved for entertainment, who can't wait to watch it. Right. So um, I'm going to interrupt you because that's what I do here. Um, of course. of course, that's what I read in some of my emails that I get. I'm just ruthless and rude and all these other things, but that's the interaction. Oh, ruthless of you? Really? Like, the, the the guy's nickname was Paranormal Teddy Bear for, like, years and years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it doesn't matter. There's always one guy out there who loves to complain, and I'm waving hello Man, to him right now. don't worry about that one guy. It's the thousands who, who are happy to hear from you, right? I don't think much of that. And I, 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 do, know, I do enjoy the one guy, and I reply to him. I like. <laughs> I actually enjoy hate mail probably more than I enjoy positive positive feedback. <laughs> I always tell people like you can leave me all the hate mail you want, but please don't leave it on the Podbean app. <laughs> as I as I always we're tell trying people, to, we're trying to clean this thing up for people. We're trying to clean this up, and what do they do? They leave their hate mail on the Podbean app. <laughs> as I always tell people, the important thing is to make sure my name is spelled right. Otherwise, I don't care yeah. what you say. I don't yeah. want them my name. Me. <laughs> I, was I, just, <laughs> I just think of something. Maybe you're getting hate mail that's meant for me. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time I got an email meant that was meant for you. <laughs> yeah, it's happened. But hey, man, you're good enough to pass it along. But see, this is the reason why me and you are old friends. Like we can, we understand. And uh, before the Mal Report was this big entity that it is now, when it was really starting to grow, was when me and you were hanging out and. Uh, making this thing happen, so I'm, I'm so glad to, to see the caliber guests and, and all, like, oh my god, this is a complete change in direction for your show, and 
you know, there still isn't that paranormal aspect to it, but now you're getting into political, you're getting into more like current events and stuff. And I just, I know your talent is just bringing people's feelings and emotions out with saying so few words and doing it. That's your talent. And which is why I laugh when you say, I need to interrupt. Because <laughs> it's like, because it's such a, are you sure you're not Canadian, Jim? You know that if I heard that I've heard that like five times in the last week, I must be. So I did a past life regression, or I just uh, one of those uh, DNA tests that find out what where your ancestors are from, or I don't know. There has to be an answer to this question. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ancestry.ca will always let you down, but I wouldn't mind trying that. Uh, what is it, twenty three and Me or whatever it's called? I think well, that'd be interesting. Podcast, I think we need to get that figured out if they do or not before we get. Man, that'd be so cool. We should try to hook him as a sponsor, and just wouldn't it be funny? Hey, you like, know, yeah, you're related to people in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> I've been like, are you kidding me? Speak, right? Speaking of sponsors, though, I have to give you credit because um, I don't remember when you started doing that. I don't know if they're still a sponsor yours, but I'm just going to give them credit again. Um, Blip. Billboards. That was yeah, cool. Blip. Blip. I did. I did a uh, an eight month uh, contract with Blip, and uh, they were awesome. Awesome to have. They they really helped out, and uh, I can't say enough good things about Blip. And uh, you know, when it came time to renew, another sponsor had approached me. Actually, I'm I'm sponsored now by Acusanus as well, and um, you know these these guys are, are great too. But these are just wonderful. Uh, sponsors out there who really, really can help a fellow podcaster. You know what I mean? Like, I'm telling you, man, I got to see my my billboard up there with my my show name out on Halloween week. I mean, that was just, it was one of those really cool podcasting victories, right? Me and you always made that joke where, like, all of our families are like, yeah, you know that little radio show you do? Meanwhile, there's, like, thousands of people listening to us. (laughs) And it's like... What do you know? My name's in lights now. <laughs> I mean, it cost me $5, but my name's in lights. <laughs> um, and Acusanus, I mean, great sponsor. They have software that actually plugs into Audacity. And you know I'm a total Audacity nook. You know, yes, I, I've I made, do. I know you're, I I know made, you've used that program once or twice today. Yeah, like that's that's my bread and butter because number one, it's free, and also because I'm just I'm just so used to it. Like you, you, like I know people who are like that with like Sony Vegas and Sony Layers, and you know you know they, they, just, they just get they don't want to upgrade to the next level because they're so comfortable with what they got. And uh, but anyway, that's that's beside the point. Acusonics is awesome because they literally use a knob. You just turn it, and all of a sudden, it levels the voices in your podcast, or gets rid of the S words, or basically, you can sound like Jim Mallard without having to mess around with your mic as much. Does that make sense? <laughs> Sounding like Jim Mallard is not the, it's easy to do. You just sit here and talk. I seriously, yeah, I, I have the worst mic position. If you watch the show on YouTube, hey, yeah, I know the mic is like up your nose. <laughs> no, it's not. You can't even see it on camera right now. Um, the other thing is. If you're watching this show on YouTube, you realize that I really do have issues. I think because I, I, you know I sit here and I watch, I watch the duck pond. I go over, look at the streaming time, make sure I'm still connected over there, make sure that's still connected. Looking down, of course, I'm not really looking at the notes site because I know you pretty well and I know where we're gonna head, so I don't need to go that far. But anybody, hey, side note, somebody needs to remind me to bring a new notebook into the studio because I have all of like one sheet of paper left in this notebook. So I'm on the notebook number seven, I think it is already. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you try to write down like everyone's uh, email addresses and stuff like that, and you know, and no, then no. like the gust of wind happens from a fan, and all of a sudden you're you're given the wrong one. <laughs> I'm going to cover the guest that was supposed to be on tonight. Um, he'll be on again, but there, oh, yeah, there's the camera. It happens. John's notes down here. Um, he'll be on. I'm going to get him on. We just got to figure out this time zone thing. He lives in Australia, Man. so not only is it time I, zones, but there's a day involved. So I, I yeah. That was and uh, Jim, you know as well as I do that my time zone is crazy. Like yeah, Newfoundland yeah. has its own friggin' time zone. <laughs> it's not an hour away; it's an hour and a half away. And people are like, "What? Are you kidding me? Is this a lie?" <laughs> I was on a podcast last week, and Mrs. was like, "Hey, man, like, so what time is it at your place?" And I was like, "This." She was like, "Your clock cannot be right." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "No, no, we have our own time zone. We're awesome like that, you know." For Newfoundland time, you know. Anyway, yeah, I, I, I've lost a lot of interviews that way because people uh, 
they don't either don't believe it or don't realize it. <laughs> yeah, I, I finally gave it up, and the, the iPhone app, the, the the alarm app, has a world clock on it, so I have all these times, different places in the world set in there, so I can <laughs> without thinking. Like it's um, six thirty in Vegas right now. Like wow. The night is but a fetus in Vegas. Yeah, as I said, no wonder nobody's <laughs> listening to me there. They're, well, still, at, they're still at the dollar buffet. I was going to say, there's still stuff in their face now at the buffet. Don't worry. They'll, they'll turn you on. Once all our money's gone, they'll put you on later on the night when we're all depressed. You know. <laughs> uh, German time runner, is, is Vegas open? Uh, I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking the research assistant here. He, he'll know. Yeah. If not, he'll look. Why? Because I asked him to. Um, I'm not really sure. So okay, so we're not we're all over the uh, the place. Yes, Brian Bowden. That is John Mauer, the odd the Newfoundland the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast. Next time, please create a shorter podcast name for yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to call it the Paranormal Podcast, but another Jim would have been mad at me. <laughs> yes, probably slightly. Uh, well, let's, let's take me back. That's been what six okay, years. You okay. told me time to burn you? Brian back. Are you ready? Here comes the burn, Brian. At least my podcast name is English. <laughs> <laughs> when he first sent me that, man, I was like, I looked at it and looked at it, and then he explained it, and I still looked at it. <laughs> no, we, we we do enjoy the show, even though I'll not, probably never pronounce it right. Well, of course, that, that's on the long yeah. list of. Somewhere in this studio, I just need to start making a list of words that I'll never pronounce right. <laughs> so think about goofing, like goofing off. So think of that word goofing. Now put in newfin. So we're newfin land. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, so t- take me back. It's been, you start six, six years, so that means you've done what? A bunch of shows. I was trying to do the math. Oh, God, yeah. And, and like, you know, with, with me, it's always been a monthly thing, but there's been bonus episodes and stuff like that, so we're up there. But uh, the main thing with my show was the consistency of it, right? Like, we've never missed the first of the month for six years straight. And, uh, you know, I, I I say that's a great accomplishment for me. Most people should be able to handle that, though. <laughs> like, it's, no, it's, it's really not that big a workload, but my show is a little different, too, because it's a variety show. It's really like three or four shows in one, you know what I mean? So there's a talk portion of it. There's a news portion of it. There's a, a cryptic corner portion of it. Different people come in with different um, uh, segments. Some people bring me segments. Some people don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's... It really is a paranormal variety show, and that was the niche I think that needed to be filled because there's talk shows like yours, there's paranormal news only shows out there too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the it's the idea that it's a variety, and you don't really know what's coming next. And uh, that's 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 pretty much what I like. That the show itself was based on my I like to call them my formative years. I laugh when I say that. So like I'm a nine or ten year old kid going to a summer home with his parents, no friends at this summer home. There's no one there. And I'm in the the gas station. I'm like, oh my God, I need to get something to read, something to laugh, something I like. And I look down at the shelf and what do I see? Bat boy caught on camera from the weekly world news. And that's where it all started. And I still say to this day that my Paranormal Variety show is, is very loosely based on that Paranormal Variety magazine. As crazy as those, <laughs> those old magazines used to be. Um, side note, the the start of the show and stuff like that has been the same for six years. <laughs> Congratulations. Just, yeah, no, man. Like, it's, it's been you, great. You, you heard me do it tonight. I, I, I stopped playing intro music because I hated it, so I stopped playing because I didn't yeah, like it. Yeah, I know. And guess what? <laughs> I figured that put some pressure on me to get some more made that I actually liked. Yeah. I like, the, I like the guy who used to do your song. Uh, the one who used to say truthers and stuff like that in the song. That band, they did a wonderful job. And yeah, uh, I like that. They've all been wonderful for the, that moment, right? And then That's right. as it shifts, the, the attitude changes, the music has to change. and. Yep. Yeah, I know there's going to be a bunch of people in the duck pond saying, get the damn music back, but we'll get it. When <laughs> yeah, see what it is. People people get used to that. They want to hear that that sound and, and that song beforehand. And it's like, uh, 
they know what's what's coming next. It's like watching your favorite TV show. But now, I think it might be part of our culture how we lose the beginning of that music because guess what? On Netflix, you don't even see the start of the show anymore. It says skip intro. You just get right right to the content. I think that is such a sign of the times. Pretty soon, we're just going to say, oh, it's the Mal Report, and and it's not even going to be audio anymore. It's just going to beam directly into your brain. That's all anybody's going to (laughs) hear. It's the Mal Report. And they're just going to be like, oh, good. That was fun. (laughs) They'll be like, man, that was the best episode ever. (laughs) No, but, I mean, that is a fact. I mean, you know, I okay, we're here. Oh, God, we're going for it. I watch The Office a lot. Oh, God. Right? <laughs> but if you skip that intro, man, you, you missed, I don't know, even though it's the same time, it's the same every show, that really sets that show. And not only that, some shows, like, every season, there's a different version of the same thing. Uh, oh, we all know how much of a fan I am of Sarah Michelle Gellar. I'm a Buffy, Buffy fan, big time. Every single season... The theme music changes just a little bit more, and there's more of that season in the theme music, and that's that's a common thing on every TV show. But see, now in podcasts, I mean, some of the biggest shows on the planet right now, they don't even have an intro song as per se. They literally just have some theme music. One of my favorite podcasts of all time, The Unexplained with Howard Hughes, it's literally the same song where he just says... Hello out there. And he says his, he gives his little intro, and then that's it. <laughs> it's just, so, I, so hashtag breaking. Seriously. This as live conversation here right now. Somebody needs to tweet this. These guys have the worst taste in television. Of course we do. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the show I talked about are either off the air or so old you can still get them on VHS. <laughs> No, no, notice we're, we host podcasts, so television hasn't been relevant for us for six and almost over nine years for us. Uh, anyways, no, seriously, <laughs> hashtag breaking. This is probably another one of these things that needs to get on Twitter immediately. Um, the Simpsons bucked this trend years ago by having Bart Ray on the boards. They were ahead of the curve. They predicted the future. They make you watch the intro so you can see what Bart wrote on the whiteboard or the blackboard. Yep. I also think that, you know, Matt Groening is a time traveler, and, uh, you know, he, he's actually predicted the future many times on that show. Uh, it's it's very creepy. Like, here it is again. We just found another uh, Easter egg in The Simpsons right there. Yep. I, I'm done walking <laughs> off now. You, you've got another uh, half hour to fill. <laughs> okay. So, that's all That's all the quality well, content I, I can provide for tonight. Okay. <laughs> that's the only quality content. <laughs> You guys get no more quality. That's it. That's At the it. half hour mark, we're We've skipping picked. right to the end here. We've picked already. <laughs> this is not good. No, okay. So I'm going to ask you the uh, the worst question a radio host can ask another radio host because I know I get this question and it's awkward and it's hard. But uh, who's been your favorite? Boxer briefs. No, boxer okay. briefs. I like boxer briefs. <laughs> Fa- favorite favorite guest through the years or somebody? Okay, favorite guest and or somebody who you'd like to get. I'll I'll layer them up there and you can pick one and answer which one you want to answer. Oh, so you mean on my show or on yours? Well, okay, double layer it down, whichever way you want to take this. Because I can say that my favorite guest uh, um, on both of our shows to listen to uh, probably be Thomas Fusco. I love that guy. I listen to him. He's just, I love that. Um, but as for my favorite guest to have on, that's a tough one. I'll probably go with my daughter. I'll go with my daughter, my nine-year-old daughter. We did a uh, we did a, a poem together in church, and I recorded it um, many years ago. And uh, it's Conrad. It's by <laughs> it's by Johnny Cash, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we actually said this in in church, and she had a very important part where she, uh, you know, actually finished it. So <laughs> I read most of it, and then she did the last line or two. So it was really really cool. And she was like, I think she was like five. At the time, four or five. Um, it was a long time ago, but, you know, that that's probably my favorite. I know it's weird, but that's probably my favorite show because I'm just a big Christmas mark. I just, I love, I love Christmas. I can't get enough of it. And, 
<laughs> How could I not give my favorite show to my little girl? Sorry, all all you other hundred guests. Just don't compare to my daughter. And uh, see, that way no one can be mad at me. <laughs> as, I say, as I say, if anybody gets mad at you for that, they're just not worth talking to. Exactly. Um, but see, none of my guests will get mad because none of them, you know, chances are half of them were on my show four, three or four years ago. <laughs> so, you know, I, they can't I, remember. I've mouthed off about somebody and they actually were listening, so I've got to be careful. Oh, that's hilarious. Like they were like you four were, years We're talking about networks, were you, Jim? No, I was actually talking about, well, I wasn't talking about the guests, but they, uh, well, they, they responded. They, it wasn't about them, but it was about something they talked, you know, talked about. And I asked a question kind of based, yeah, that was weird, but they, they sent me a message and it made me feel good they were still listening. Of course, then they immediately followed up by asking to be on again. Uh, <laughs> if a controversy creates cash, baby. That's, right. Okay, so I, I, you mentioned Tom Fusco, and I have to give this um, this bit of Mauer Report trivia out there because someday we're going to play a game with all this fun stuff and see who, if anybody, pays attention. Tom Fusco is the only guest to what? Do you know? I'd say he's the only guest who's ever gone longer than an hour. Is that true? That's not true. Darn. But you're, uh, you are only right, guest to be on more. You are right. Go on more right. than three times. Now, there's been a bunch that have been on more than three times. Tom Fusco okay. is the only guest to be on back-to-back weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he's uh, his stuff. Uh, he, when I had him on my show, of course, my interview is only 30 minutes. So he was like, <laughs> the Reader's Digest of my grand super geometric theory? Like, I don't know, John. Uh, I'll do my best. <laughs> I was like, I love you, man. You can do this. And he did it. He gave the Coles note version of it, and I thought it was great. But, uh did you get a question in? Did you get a question in in 30 minutes? Nope. Didn't need yeah. to. My <laughs> Dream guest, buddy. Dream guest. <laughs> Didn't need to. Didn't need to at all. And uh, as a big fan of his book, it. Uh, I think the one or two questions I did ask were just right out of the book, and, and I was familiar with all of his material. So I based a lot of my own paranormal research on, on his book, actually. Right? The idea that... My focus, which is electronic voice phenomena, is actually an emergent phenomenon, was, was something that we kind of coalesced on. So it was really interesting to, to chat about that. And, you know, the whole, uh, the main topic, I think, with, with me and him was always, you know, we're over the fact that this stuff exists. How does it exist is where we should go to now, right? <laughs> yeah. So what, what's new in, what's new in the paranormal? I mean, I, I have, you know, obviously kind of stepped a step back. There's no doubt that I've stepped back as well, and, uh, you know, I kind of hung up the recorder a couple of years ago. It's just the amount of time I need to do that was really conflicting with what I do now for a living, which is I'm actually a foster parent to mentally fragile kids and kids who are, who are at higher risk than, say, your, your average foster child. So it could be kids who have, um, you know, different uh, limitations, uh, cognitive abilities, stuff like that. So... That is a huge eater of time, as you can imagine. Uh, plus, you know, it's the whole, and all the regular good old-fashioned foster parent drama that goes with it. Um, you really do not have the amount of time I used to have to sink into things like the good old-fashioned paranormal investigation. That being said, still an avid fan, consumer, love it, um, in talks now with different studios and stuff like that. Blue Ant uh, Media actually has approached, I should say a producer from there has approached me about some stuff in the future. So, you know, like I told you, I'm definitely going to be back next year. You're going to love it. <laughs> but the idea is that as of right now, my my recorder is hung up. I've pretty much done all I wanted to do. I wrote a bestseller about electronic voice phenomenon. I just I left it at that. And uh, now I just focus kind of more on the podcasting stuff. It's It's... It's like I feel like I've gone about as far as I can go with that, and uh, my feeling is I'm at peace with it. And if I'm at peace with it, it's time to walk away. Whereas with my podcast, it's like I'm never at peace with it. <laughs> I want it to keep growing. I want it to keep doing more stuff. So um, I, I feel, too, like there's been a kind of a shift as well away, I feel, from the investigating and um People now are starting to get a little bit more into the spiritual side of stuff again, which is cool. I think that's great for people, especially this time. I mean, you must notice people who, you know, are, are very much not spiritual are suddenly 
very spiritual. <laughs> um, it, it, it's this time, you know, the, the turmoil, all the stuff that's going on all over our world, not just in the U.S., but all over the world. It's uh, it's a wild year, 2020, man. I don't know. <laughs> who, who? I, I mean, you know, I do these annual prediction shows. I keep I keep promoting this damn predict- prediction show every chance I get. The first Tuesday in November. It's the only show that I do that's been in the calendar. Like that's the show. Like everything else just floats <laughs> and kind of falls into place. That show is the show. Like for whatever reason, that's. Yes, I have a roll of painter's tape in my hand, too. Because um, I just caught myself swinging it around on camera. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot worse things you could be swinging around on camera, Jim, really. <laughs> oh, good grief. I've really got to close. I've got to close OBS. The Mallard Report. The Mallard Report. I've got to close OBS. Jim got his wang in his hand. <laughs> What time again is it in Newfoundland? <laughs> See, we're doing great. I'm already singing songs and getting silly. Um, I, to- I told everybody at the halfway point the show was already over, but they didn't listen, so they're still here. Now um, I feel bad for them. I do. I do. The, the duck pond isn't polluted, is it? <laughs> no, actually, there's probably more people there now than before. Aw. Um, they love you. They really love you. They do. And they, and they love you, and they love... I mean, that is probably the best thing. I mean... Honestly, I think it's great. I think it's genius. I think it's, I think it's a beautiful thing when people interact with you while you perform, and and I think it's so cool that they can ask their questions to the guests through you, making you a medium, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been a medium since like the fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But your no. pr- prediction show in November. Yeah, just get that. Get you that were saying, did anything it. happen? No, well, I, I, nobody predicted this. Nobody predicted this. I guess is where I was going to hold that. But um, okay, yeah. No, I, I guess I do want to mention. I mean, that that is, you know, we talked about these shows and how you still struggle with yours and want it to be right and all this other stuff. But that this little group of people that has, you know, as a whole, right through the years, has been different people. Mm-hmm. But it, that that place. Tuesday night has remained the same for me, which is just um, a great thing. I, I agree. I agree. There's something about there's something about doing my show when it's all put together and it's all done, and I sit back and I listen to it to make sure you know I didn't screw it up because <laughs> I edit my shows a lot, um, and the finished product is there. There's just something I just. Sometimes I wish I could hear it through other people's ears to see what they think and, and stuff like that. And I totally get where you're coming from. Having a community of people around you is so awesome. And uh, you know, you know, behind the scenes of the Mallard Report, there's uh, there's a few of us that have always kind of been in contact and help each other out and stuff like that. So I think that's, uh, oh, that's yeah, a cool thing too. There's a whole thing, other too. group. Of, there's a whole so, other group of people a, that um, the the podcast group that I have, which is phenomenal too, and they always seem to appear. And I, you know. As I've, I've, I think I've told you this, and I'm sure I've told others that I'm just trying to give back while I'm going forward. And I know that that's sounds, right. yeah. For some people, that sounds ridiculous, right? Like I should be totally focused going forward. But honestly, if I mean, if my show doesn't grow another bit, and I can help four or five other people get where they want to get, that's a win. There you go. And it all harkens back to what got you into the paranormal, which was paranormal investigating yourself, right? And, and Jim, it's, it's the idea that there's a small group of people helping people out. And, you know, we're in a world right now where things are pretty dark. It's pretty bad when I say the paranormal community is probably the most peaceful one I'm a part of right now. I never thought I'd ever say that. And I don't know, man. I think this COVID thing and I think this Black Lives Matter thing and I, and I think just everything else that's going on, um, the second Me Too movement that started now, like... This is just, people are just laying it all out there. And I think it's a very knowledgeable time, we'll say. <laughs> a very learned time. I'm lacking the proper thing to describe this. It's, one thing I feel in my heart is that it's important. It's important. I feel like this time is important. There's a reason why we're all stuck in our houses and having to face these things. Because I think they're a part of a very real part of our lives that uh, you know just needs to be addressed. There's no doubt, right? 
Yeah, so I, uh, I've, I've got to stand corrected. Yep. I'll admit when I'm wrong, and I am wrong, so I do remember this conversation now that Brian Bowden brings it up. Mm-hmm. Last year on the prediction show, he did predict uh, virus and upheaval in a big civil disobedience kind of way, and, well, Mr. Bowden, take a bow. You are correct, and I am wrong for forgetting how that conversation went. And, um, no, I do appreciate you too, Brian. I, I just want to say that, and I do want to make sure that Everybody goes out and listens to that because that was November last year when he was out. He was on top of something, and uh, that's why I like doing that show to bring that promotion full circle. I was on Brian's show, and we were just like, I don't usually curse on podcasts. I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> it was the raunchiest podcast. It was like a, it was just like a porno podcast. It was just filth. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, my rule is, you know, I don't curse on the Avenue from Land Paranormal Podcast. I just don't do it. And, uh, you know, I go on <laughs> show last year, and it was just like, it was bad. <laughs> I feel like it was a drunken night I regret. But uh, Brian's actually, uh, Brian actually used to do the decrypted corner on my show for a little while as well, but, you know, kind of fell off there, so... By the way, Brian, uh, Cryptic Corner is always there for you, pal, whenever you're ready. <laughs> well, he wants me to have you say, all right, Rocky, take take the boys and surround the house. <laughs> I'm not sure what, oh, my he'll, God. He'll, pro- he'll probably edit that later, so I'm not sure you should actually probably say that. But he asked me to tell you to say that, so guess what I did. Oh, God. Well, we're all fired now. <laughs> you're fired. You're firing me. That's pretty good. Man. Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> talk to me a little tiny bit about uh, talk to me a little tiny bit about how things are in your neck of the woods how things are in my neck of the woods okay, yeah so what, let's define my neck of the woods I'm northwestern like, Pennsylvania right because America yep. is kind of this all all encompassing all you know you'll see a lot of different things and right now everything around me is is stable right I mean we still we're we're supposed to be wearing masks. I don't know if most people are, but that's it's it's a fight because you know you got all these rights people and all this other stuff, and I get it. I'm not going to argue one way or the other. I'm going to wear mine. That's for me. Um, that's just how that is. It's not that I don't. I mean, anyways, it's just how I am. But the the whole other stuff, man, it's far enough away, which is I'm grateful for. But on the other hand, I mean, I'm not naive enough to think it's going to stay away, right? I mean, I think sooner or later, all these events, protests, riots, whatever you want to call them, I think there's a mix there. I think there are peaceful protests, which I fully support, to be 100% honest, right? And the the riots and looting and all that other stuff, uh, obviously, I don't recommend, don't suggest, don't have, don't want any part of. Um. So yeah, that's how my little corner of the world is. <laughs> I've been shielded from most of it, thank God. But uh, you know, Newfoundland has been—I'm not going to say it's a, a a not racist place. It's just so isolated. Like pretty much, like ninety-nine percent of our population is white. That's the truth of it, and. I guess we never really seen a whole lot of racism here because there's not really a whole lot going on. Um, that being said, I'm sure it's happening, and I'm glad people are becoming more aware of it. And you know, I'm sure here's something me and you and and everyone out there can agree as podcasters is that if you are not having people on your show from the LGBTQ community, if you're not having people of color on your show, guess what? You're part of the problem. That's the truth of it, and and that's that's the best thing I can say with our platforms is that is that we support, we become those allies, and uh, you know, I look back at my guest list and I just like, oh my god, like I didn't realize what a diverse number there was of people on my show. But see, the thing is, you don't really realize that when it's not really your objective, right? Me, it's always about getting to the story and talking about the weirdness and. Like, you know, as well as I do, I, I love to have a good laugh with guests, too. So I like the goofy people. But uh, for the most part, uh, you know, it's 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 about their backgrounds and what they do, right? Um, but there's so many podcasts out there right now which are just, I hate to say it, but they fit that stereotype, right? 
white yeah. guy interviewing other white guys and and you know me and you are white guys but guess what me and you our show very diverse very diverse and i'm very proud of that i'm very proud of that yeah and i think that the key is right i don't that none of that matters when it comes it's interesting guest right like i don't prefer that's right looking at names or anything else it's just oh they wrote a good book about oh Let's get them. That's that's the that's right. criteria, and that's all always will be. And I pride myself on bringing people that like you, right? I give you the same floor that I give New York Times bestsellers. Or that's right. Peop- any, any, you know, what I'm saying the the floor is the same. It's still the hour show. You still well, you didn't get as much preparation as most guests get because we kind of put this together at like the <laughs> last, last minute tonight. So I don't want to say you. But it's a record for me. Five minutes. Yeah, yeah. the record. But yes, uh, but but as a broad spectrum of the show, like they get the same amount of preparation. It doesn't matter. That's right. If it's somebody nobody's ever heard of, or somebody everybody's heard of. The show is the show, and that's what I love about doing the show. Because that's right. It is to a degree easier to to do an interview with somebody that everybody knows, but it really isn't for me because I want to get somewhere or get something out of them that. If you've heard them be interviewed on five or six other shows, that's right. That is new yep. or different. And, and you know, with me, like, there's I, I can think of a lot of former guests I had who, like, I'm the first podcast they've ever been on, and I'm like, you're great. I'm going to send you off to Darkest Dave. You're great. I'm going to send you off to Jim. I think you'd like his show. Like, just based on what they're like, I've sent them you know, to you guys and stuff like that because I know that they can carry on a good conversation. Let me tell you, the quality of content that comes out of him and them be much better than what you're going to get out of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth of it. And, uh, you know, just to kind of harken back there, you know, I think it's the fact that we we don't really think we're having a diverse podcast because that's not how me and you roll, so to speak. But there are people out there who, guess what? They wouldn't do that. So you know what? We're, we're part of a solution. And uh, even if it took absolutely no effort just being good people, you know, a funny thing happened. I realized that if you're good people, you know, usually you do good things. It's just a strange thing, strange concept for sure. <laughs> if you're a good person, you do good things, good things happen. That's the equation yep. of life. I mean, I, I, the golden rule's out there, but you just do good things and good things happen. I mean... That's right. And, and, you know, there's so many people out there, too, who, who get hung up on these these things we've done. And, and I just I feel I feel like this whole thing of being isolated and being kind of stuck in our houses and stuff like that, it's just it's really made us sit back and realize that there's more that meets the eye. And, uh, you know, we're hearing people talking about spikes in paranormal activity. We're hearing people talk about. You know, spikes in in crime. Uh, you know, like there's there's all kinds of these spikes and stuff like that. But that's going to happen anyway. The fact that we're all isolated now, though, is is just. I wonder what the long term effects of this is going to be on all of us. I really do, and uh, I hope everyone out there who's listening, you know, I hope we're all looking after ourselves. You know, upstairs is more important than downstairs right now. You got to look after your your mental health. I think more than anything, and. Um, I fear I fear for a lot of people out there because for a lot of people they're they're so and I hate to use the word uh you know set in their ways of get up go to work come home you know that's their routine and and that's not a bad thing to have their routine but we're talking months away from work now people are like they don't want to go back to work and there's a reason why it's because work is kind of crappy like we all want to do things we want to love to we love to do you know what I mean? So it's a fear for people in a way that when the world goes back to somewhat normal, are we going to be the same type of people? Are we going to have the same work ethic? I'll tell you one thing. We're going to be a hell of a lot more racially sensitive, I think, which is a good thing. Well, I think that, and I, you know, you mentioned earlier that the numbers are just down. Um yeah, yeah, oh, definitely, man. The commuters, like I, I'd say, it, I looked through my stuff and I was like, my God, this is an insane drop. And it's not because of, you know, content or or amount of content or time of year. Like this time of year is when things actually get more busy for me. Um, I don't know why. That's just the way it is on my end. It usually 
peaks in January and then dies off for a bit and then starts building up again in June. Um, but I've, I've noticed this. You, you would think it'd be the other way around. People stuck inside with nothing to do want to have some fun on the internet. You know why that is? So not in their car. Because <laughs> pe- pe- people are out doing things, dr- running, jogging, all these other things, and they're listening to more. Yeah. But you mentioned that, I, I guess where I'm going is, people aren't traveling, so they're not taking us with them. Which, uh, mm-hmm. And the other thing is, they got that hour back, right? If they were driving an hour to and from work, which is great. I'm glad they got that hour back. I mean, I, I missed the listenership of that hour. But I think that we've all got more connected. I, I, that's horrible, horrible sounding, right? We've got more connected, even though we've all been Facebook friends for ten years, right? That's true. Yep. But now we've relied on that. We've relied on Zoom meetings. We've relied on mess, text messages, not phone calls. Like the dynamics of the socialization have changed, and I don't know if how that. I don't know how we go back to just sitting around as groups of people and feel comfortable because it just doesn't going to feel comfortable. Yeah. It's like, um, you know what I kind of equated to? I equated to um, being away from school when you were a kid all summer and then like how uncomfortable it was to go back to school like a few months later and like still feel right in the classroom. You're all sketched out and stuff. Not only that, Jim, you got to think about the mental impact this is having on people. Oh, my God. Like, just just in the realm, in my realm, the paranormal, for instance, all the people who haven't had a chance to be supported by the people they usually are are now suddenly in front of these people. And I think it's going to be like a first date all over again for a lot of us, to be honest, man. I, uh, I could see that, definitely. And... Yeah. The, the long-term effects of this on people's psyche and their physiology. I mean, we're literally stuck in our houses, glued to our phones all day long, more so than what we were before. There's no way around it. What else is there to do when you can't leave your house? Yeah, it's the, just uh, it's a scary. It's a is, scary thought. The, but see, we're we're contradicting ourselves. Which there's a reality here, though. We're glued to our phones. But we aren't consuming content. We're avoiding content, right? We've because we're tired of seeing the virus. We're tired of seeing all the other stuff that comes across, and all of the memes and all of this other stuff that goes into it. So we're, while we're sitting on our phones, we're spending more time avoiding, or maybe this is just me speaking, projecting this out as the person. Not maybe this isn't a broad global thing. We spend, I spend more time, I'll put this this way, I spend more time avoiding things, not because they make me uncomfortable, not because I don't, I don't think they're important to talk about, but you get, you get to a point where you can only see so much. That's right. Um, every single day there was an update, a health update from Minister Haggy, our health minister here in Newfoundland, and like for the first month we'd be watching it with bated breath, like, oh my God, what, how many cases are going on today? Who died today? Three people died of COVID in Newfoundland, which is... I mean, a very low number at the end of the day. God rest their souls, but still it's a low number. Um, but anyway, watching those health updates every day, and I just looked at my wife and said, I can't do this anymore. This is this is breaking my spirit. Like, I I don't want to turn a blind eye, but I think I'm better off just reading this somewhere, you know, yeah. and moving on from it. But, you know, there's, there's another thing, too, with all this. There's a long-term effect on us socially, and what people are getting out of this is becoming more self-reliant. And you're starting to see, like, like the stuff we've done around this house in the last three months to <laughs> blow your friggin' mind. So I made a new podcasting studio downstairs. I got a new gym downstairs. Uh, I fixed a deck outside. I fixed two decks, actually. Things are painted. Things are looking good. It's like we, we, we've had all this time to focus on our homes and our families, basically. And, uh, you know, there's the other side of the coin. You know, there's a long-term effect of being sheltered and, and having to stay away from crowds. But there's also this added bonus of, oh, my God, we're all so much closer to our families, whether we like it or not. <laughs> yes, you know, it's, 
it's funny you mentioned new podcasts as I look at my video background. Um, <laughs> because I, I, but it, I mean, it's been in my head for, well, again, here's another one of these things. It's always been there, but I just haven't had the time or had wanted to put the time into it. And then you sit at home. Yeah, but see, the, the only reason why I made now, Jim, you gotta be a little easy on yourself. Because guess what? You sound good. Me, I had way too much to sound good. So, like, my show, like, oh, my God, it was necessity. I had to build a something in my house because it was at a necessity. Like, if it's not a necessity, don't be so hard on yourself if you don't get it done. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> like, this was kind of, uh, right, because video is an important factor today. True. Have you tried um, Have you tried just hanging drapes? Oh, you should That's what a lot of guys and gals just do. It's phenomenal. It's actually just butted into a corner of wall with my nice handmade sign. That I look at it and I cringe, but I, I remember it's made of love, and that's all that matters. I keep trying to tell it's myself. It's made of love, baby. <laughs> just like oh, the show, Jim. a little rough around the edges. and eh, We're like Wreck-It Ralph, you know? The guy from the Disney, you know, Wreck-It Ralph? We're like him, you know? Rough around the edges, but gooey on the inside, really. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's one of those things that kind of fits. And I, maybe someday. I'll take the time. What do you think about? Uh, what do you think about? I feel like I feel like as this this interview has gone on, I turned it into me interviewing you. <laughs> it was inevitable, I guess. Okay, ask your question. What's your question? Okay, go ahead. You ask me a question. <laughs> How about I text you and you ask me? Uh, my thought is, my thing is, like, we're here too right now. Are there a lot of cases? I actually have not paid attention to the case count in my local okay. area. Or the state gotcha. in four months or four weeks, because it just gotcha. got to that you know there's 720 cases right or whatever yep. it was, and you're like, well, how many were yesterday? And then it seemed like the number there for a while is always growing, and nobody was getting better, right? Like, yeah, you're just kind of waiting for that death number to go up, like you know, like it was just like, yeah, like with us, it was I think it was like two almost 260 were recovered and three dead, so and now we're at zero. So please, God, that happens for you too, buddy. I know you got uh, kids who are probably itching to get out too. <laughs> well, I mean, the good news is we can get out, but not out out like in public. But we got space where they can get out and still be contained. I guess is the word. And so that's what's the. Here's a loaded question, and I'll answer it too. What What do you think is the best thing that came out of this? Let's yeah. focus on some positive here. You mentioned the hitting the reset button. That's what I refer to this as. Like, we took time and realized what was important. Like, was necessarily going into the office from 9 to 5 important? No, you could do just this other way. Um, do we need to be as, you know, bang, 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 you know, have all these different extracurricular activities for different things going on? No, not maybe not. Maybe we needed to spend a little more time at home. Yep, and, and there's I, I know so I many. I find myself at different points going down my Facebook messenger list and finding people that I have not heard from in four years and going, "Hey, hope you're well." Yep, yeah, no doubt. Um, with me, it was like the sudden realization that, man, like my life is not that much different than what it normally is. <laughs> my job is a pretty isolating job when you think about it, and yeah. that's usually the case when you're dealing with vulnerable sectors, right? That that like. Doctors are pretty isolated too, you know. Yeah, that's just I, the way it is. People are like, "What do you miss most?" And I'm like, "Miss, man, I drive through a lot of restaurants just because we're always going. Uh, I don't mm. really hang out at a lot of public places, anyways. Uh, the shopping's a little different, and okay, but um, I mean, miss, I, it's not like oh, I'm itching to get back wherever. So, oh my goodness, we've got about under two minutes left. So, you know what I need you to do? I need you to be there. Promote myself. Promote yourself. <laughs> Okay, so the name of the show is The Odd to Newfoundland, and it's a paranormal podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Some people call it The Odd to Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast, but, you know, we've got to shorten that now. <laughs> you can find it anywhere. Put in the word paranormal podcast on a search engine and scroll down. You'll find me pretty quick <laughs> and a bunch of really awesome shows as well. Um, for the most part, uh, you know, Podbean is my main place to go. There's a website there, too. So you can check that out as well. Um, my book, Newfie EVP, Talking with the Dead Newfoundlands, available on Amazon.ca and .com. Free right now if you have... Um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Some kind of thing you get with uh, Amazon. 
It's like a free reader thing. I can't remember now. Anyway, check it out. You never know. Um, also, also, the first of every month, my episode comes out. And hopefully I'll get to have Jim back someday soon. So this has been a really fun interview, even though we barely talked about anything ghosts at all. Just imagine. I feel like we broke the law. Did we even talk about hauntings at all? Nothing. No, no. Wow. No, I think wow. you broke your law. I didn't break mine, so that's the difference. I think I think we broke it. Oh my god, we talked. Oh my god, you just put me on your show and didn't, I didn't even realize I wasn't talking about the paranormal. Wow. Well, I, maybe I should change the branding to the uh, the odd and not so odd news hour from Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast. That'll really make him happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. Hey, take care of yourself. We'll talk soon. Bye now. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. 